0: Shalom and welcome to Toby's Parsha podcast. This Shabbos, in Hashem, we will be reading Parsha's Hayasara, the only Parsha in the entire Torah named after a woman. If you think that the punctuation sign at the end of that sentence should have several question marks and exclamation points instead of a single period, what do you mean, only one Parsha named after a woman? Then this podcast is just for you. kavar And then Avraham buried his wife, Sarah, in the cave of the field of the Machpelah. B'Reshesh Chav Gimel Yotet. Genesis twenty three nineteen. On this pasuk, the Zohar states, "Lisara The Torah doesn't tell us that Avram buried Sarah, ella et Sarah, but the Torah adds the particle et before Sarah. Now we know that the particle et always comes to add something. To the mix. In this case, what are we being told? We're being told that the fact that the Torah says At, et Sarah, it means it wants to tell us that Abraham buried someone in addition to Sarah. And that someone, believe it or not, was Chava. Now, that is very, very strange. Chava has been dead for decades, maybe even centuries. People back then lived for hundreds of years, and I'm not sure how long Chava lived. In fact, the reason Abraham enters into such lengthy and costly negotiations to acquire the Maratha HaMachpelah is because Adam and Chava are buried there. So what does it mean that Avraham buries Chava? But in that same Zohar, Rabbi Shimon tells us the following thing. And Rabbi Shimon says as follows, that, B'sha'a Avraham The Bema'ara, the Hithi at Sarah Shema, Kafu Adam the Chava, the Lo Ratsu Liot Shema. So the Shimon tells us the most amazing thing that happened when Abraham entered the Marad HaMachpelah in order to bury Sarah there. What happens, we're told? Adam and Hava get out of their graves and they don't want Sarah to be buried there. What do they say? Isn't it enough for us that we are already in disgrace in the world before the Holy One blessed be He because of the sin that we committed? And now we will be put to further shame because of the good deeds of Abraham, because of, because of Sarah's good deeds. Abraham is able to appease them. And this is why it says, and after this, Abraham buried Et Sarah. Because after appeasing them, Abraham. Was able to return Hava to her grave. Now, how are we supposed to understand this zohar? I believe that the following Gemara will shed some will help us shed some light on this Gemara, on this zohar. The Gemara asks, Mara unashin." why were women enjoyed to perform these three mitzvahs and of course we're talking about the three mitzvahs which are which are, which are special for women and these are hadlakas Neros, The Gemara then attempts to describe the damage that Chava caused Adam by enticing him to sin. And the Gemara uses three different metaphors. Okay, so let's look at those three different metaphors. First thing is we're told that by causing Adam to sin, Chava extinguished the lamp of the world. Why the metaphor of the lamp? Because in Mishlei chapter twenty, sentence twenty-seven, we're told famous pasuk, very well-known pasuk, "Kiner Elokim nishmat Adam." God's candle is man's soul. So Chava, by causing Adam to sin, damaged his soul, and hence. Extinguished his fire. Therefore, what does the Gemara say? Tishmor mitzvetner, because women extinguish the light, there, it's their mitzvah to light the light. And that's why it's women who light the Shabbos candles. And when women light the Shabbos candles, besides everything else that we're trying to achieve, the harmony in the home, etc., etc women are also trying to reignite in themselves the power that we women have to set souls on fire. Not for naught do women have the minhag. Minhag. Of adding an extra candle every time they gave birth. They give birth. So every time we give birth, in addition to the beautiful piece of jewelry that our husbands buy us, we also get a new lifter. And as we light our Shabbos candles, we offer a tefillah, a prayer to the one above. Let me be. These, of course, are not the words from the tefillah. I'll tell you what the actual words from the tefillah are in a minute. But we're asking. But what we're asking is that we be the ones to stoke and not choke. Um, the words of the tefillah are: "Zakeni le gadel banim banim." Give us the merit to raise children. Tovim children that will illuminate the world with Torah and good deeds. We want to be lighters and not dimmers. The second metaphor that the Torah uses is that olam that Chava defiled the Chala of the world and who is the Chala of the world? Adam is that why men think they're the best thing since sliced bread now how is Adam considered the Halah of the world we're told that um, the Torah tells us right, right in the Pasuk before it tells us that HaKadosh Baruch created Adam the Pasuk right before that says, "The aid Allahs." In other words, when Hu created man, there was earth and moisture mixed together, and Rashi says, this can be compared to a woman who needs her dough with water, and, uh, um, to, to make hala. So this is why Adam is called the Khala of the world. So, because Chava defiled the chala of the world, therefore women were given the mitzvah of chala, which, and the mitzvah of chala, of course, means that we sanctify chala by offering it to the Kohanim in the time of the Beis Hamikdash. Now, the third metaphor that the Gemara uses to describe what happened to what Chava did to Adam as a result of causing him to sin is that Gemara says, He shavchadam moshel Adam harishon, that she spilled his blood because before Adam sinned, he was supposed to be immortal. After Adam sinned, he became mortal. Now we're told. That someone who spills someone else's blood, <speaking in Hebrew> his blood should be spilled. And this is why women have their monthly cycle. And therefore, we have to keep the Hilchos um, as, Nida as a tikkun. Now, um, I'm sure that you can see where all this is going. It's not coincidental that the three miracles that appear in Saurus tent, the candles that stay lit from Erev Shabbos to Erev Shabbos, the blessing in her dough, the cloud hovering over her tent that represents the Shechina. These three miracles, obviously, are parallel to the three mitzvahs that were given to women as a tikkun for the sin of Chava. Now, the fact that Sarah experienced a miracle in these three areas is a very dramatic testimony to the fact that in her life, Sarah has successfully repaired the tragic consequences of Havasin. And not only had she prepared, had she repaired the tragic consequences for herself, but Sarah had taught all future women how they too could channel their feminine energy. Where did I put that last piece of paper? Their feminine energy. Let me put the on down by for a second. If that works.